Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. These are five of the craziest entitled parent stories from the past week. Here we go. My mum called me fat and expects me to apologize. My mum, who is 50 years old, and I, 25, have always had a strange relationship due to her, you know, being a crazy she-bat. She's an aggressive narcissist, gaslighter, who has always favored my younger, drug-addicted, money-thieving brother for Lord knows what reason. Mum and I did actually have a period of my childhood where she said she would brag to her friends about me, that I get good grades and don't run off with boys getting pregnant and don't do drugs etc i realized a couple of years ago that i don't really remember when she stopped saying those nice things about me did she ever maybe she was lying then too well little did i know that not only had she stopped saying nice things about me if she ever did but she's been slagging me off to our family my uncle aunts and many cousins and nana for years I didn't find out about this until two weeks ago I got a phone call from my cousin who said she doesn't want to keep quiet about something anymore And had to tell me that my mum was over at my aunt's in front of the entire family mocking me She said i'm too sensitive a lifetime of being put down by your mum will do that But hey that i'm self-conscious of my body and that it's probably because i'm fat And that she has to choose her words carefully around me because otherwise I might start a fight. Now, just days before this, I'd gone to a bridesmaid dress fitting for her own wedding at my mum's place. And the dress was massive on me. I'm very curvy, but the dress was even bigger. My mum, in half an hour, managed to insult my body, my skin, my body hair, and more. I have chronic depression, and she knows this. And I spent the next week in a manic depressive spiral. She didn't care. So to get that phone call from my cousin was the last straw. I posted a poem on my socials, which I had no intention of posting before, about how my mum tore me down during one dress fitting. She contacted me soon after and was saying everything was my fault anyway, and how could I post that poem? It's been two weeks now of no contact. I've been to two family events with her there, and I've actually been much calmer and happier without her hanging around me, and I think she knows it. Yesterday at a carnival with the family, mum was there again. I didn't say a word and I enjoyed myself with my other family thoroughly. My cousin told me she'd overheard my mum saying she's waiting for me to come to her, but I have no intention of doing that anymore. Later, my uncle sat down with me and said my mum feels this is so weird and he doesn't want me to have any regrets, etc. And he can't imagine me not being at my mum's wedding. He says this after witnessing my mum making fun of me and calling me fat pretty much asking me to forgive and forget and move on. I don't know about you, but I've experienced more happiness and growth in the two weeks that I've cut my mum off than I think I would by forgiving and forgetting the trash that she's done to me for the hundredth time. I don't think I'll forgive and move on like I always had before. I think I'll just move on without her with a smile on my face. 
unbelievable your mother who called you fat behind your back is waiting for you to apologize to her if that is not entitled i don't know what is and also what is your uncle doing here clearly you don't want to be associated with this woman anymore that's blatantly obvious and he's saying no you're gonna regret it what she's gonna regret being called horrible things behind her back i doubt it entitled mum tries to force me to leave the park because she is convinced my little sister is actually my daughter there's a ten and a half year age gap between me and my little sister when I was a teen, I often used to take her to the local park to give my mum a break or give her time to get some housework done, etc. At the time this story happened, I was 15. It was Wimbledon season, the tennis grand slam. So my mum asked me to take my sister to the park for a few hours so she could watch it in peace. She gave me some money so we could get some fish and chips in town and some ice cream at the park. There was usually an ice cream van there. So we got some fish and chips, went to the beach for a bit to buy mum extra time, and then we headed to the park. As we approached the park gate, this entitled mum, who was dragging along her child, glared at me. You should be ashamed. I looked around, but there was nobody else she could have been talking to. Dumbfounded, I blankly pointed at myself as if to affirm that she was talking to me. Girls these days are such sluts, opening their legs to anyone who asks, who got you knocked up? Or let me guess, you don't know. I stared blankly at her for a minute. Uh, this is my little sister. The woman rolled her eyes and leered at me. Yeah, we had little sisters in my day too. I just said, okay, bye, and walked away because I was uncomfortable with conflict and just wanted out of that situation. Don't you dare go into the park, she said. You'll spread your filthy diseases all over. I don't want my son catching your diseases. I ignored her and rushed into the park. Surely she'd leave me alone when I was surrounded by other kids and parents, right? Wrong. The entitled mum followed me around the park demanding that I leave. The more I ignored her, the madder she got. And she kept repeating over and over, get out, get out, you're not allowed here. At this point, a few parents noticed. One mum, let's call her FM, friendly mum, who my mum and I often chatted with, immediately stood and rushed over just as the entitled mum grabbed my arm and yanked at me. Why are you grabbing a child? Let her go. Who are you? Mind your freaking business. Let her go or I'm calling the police. The entitled mum let me go, but then turned her anger towards this woman, shouting that she was just making the park safe for her child and I shouldn't be here because I might spread some nasty disease all over the place. She never specified what disease. I'm guessing she meant an STI or something. More parents started coming over to see what was going on. Seeing she was outnumbered, the entitled mum eventually left, dragging her child behind her, screaming obscenities at us as she slinked away. The friendly mum then gave us a lift home to make sure we were safe. When I told my mum what happened, she was furious. She packed us into the car and drove us around town to look for the woman, but we didn't spot her. Thankfully, I never saw that woman again. What I don't understand is even if this woman was right and say you were a teen mum with your daughter, why would that matter? Why would that be any of her business? Like, it's clear that you're not, but who cares if you even are? I don't get it. Like, why is she getting involved? It's so weird. I also love that she literally said to the other woman, mind your freaking business. Yeah, maybe take a leaf out of your own book. Uh, Because that is funny. Yikes, Mildred. Guess your son will never walk again. Today, I bring you another emergency room tale. In today's story, a man in his 50s, let's call him Wilbur, is brought in, clearly in pain. He's accompanied by his mother, Mildred, mid-70s. Upon questioning, he tells us he fell on his butt, essentially, and has intense pain that resembles electricity going down his right leg, 
that's a clear indication of a herniated intervertebral disc. We do an MRI and sure enough, a disc is compressing his spinal cord. He also has a vertebral fracture, which while not compromising anything currently, seems so busted, it appears to be keeping itself together through the magical powers of sweat, sticky tape, bubble gum, and well-intentioned vibes. So it must be treated ASAP before it compromises the spinal cord too. By this point, the neurosurgeon is already talking to the lad and his Mildred and making a convincing case for what he considers the best option, surgery. Mildred isn't pleased by such an outrageous and radical solution, which she claims we're suggesting in order to get richer quick because surgery isn't the answer to everything, you see. She then looks at Wilbur with furious eyes, more piercing than a fencing foil, and asks him, What do you think, sweetie? Are you gonna let these abusive monsters rip you off like this? Wilbur, sad and reluctantly, said, defeated, Well, I, well, no, but... Mildred interrupts him, and with a triumphant and devilish sneer, exclaims, See? We want a second opinion. We are leaving. We tried to reason with them, but all attempts were futile. They then signed a document that certifies they leave on their own free will, no medical discharge, and left. I felt really sorry for the lad. He seemed to genuinely want to consider the options we could provide. But for whatever reason, his mother seemed to reign over all aspects of decision-making. Wilbur returned about five days later in an ambulance, now with a much more frantic Mildred, who was issuing instructions left and right, all accompanied by an accusatory finger and flailing limbs. Something had put her on a Karen Crimson frenzy, and she was out for blood. We began our usual questions, and what we found out was terrifying. Apparently, Mildred took Wilbur to a chiropractor, who went on to do a cracking job on his spine to fix it. And after an audible crunch, Wilbur could no longer move and feel his legs, which prompted a race back to the emergency room. Unfortunately, the damage to Wilbur's spinal cord meant there was nothing to be done to recover his legs. Wilbur was sadly sentenced to a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and he will never again feel his feet touching grass, sand, or the waves of the sea. I cannot believe what I've just read. I'm genuinely quite lost for words after that one. A mother's entitlement has cost her child, her son, the ability to walk. Like, are you... Are you I, 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 that is unbelievable how stupid you have to be to go to the hospital them to say yeah we think this is the best line of action for your son like to just ignore the advice and then go to a chiropractor because that's definitely going to work out like how risky is that obviously the chiropractor should know not to do this but nonetheless i still put the full blame on the mum for not just taking the advice in the first place like, come on it's insane and finally i kind of hate to say this because it might seem harsh but i do blame wilbur a bit for this you're a 50 year old man mate like at what point do you say you you know what mum i'm gonna deal with this myself i'm 50 like look i get it you want to respect your mum's opinion and take her advice but at some point you've got to just you know stand on your o2 feet at the age of four. yeah i didn't even mean to make that yeah horrible situation all around let's move on to the fourth story i genuinely didn't even mean to say that wilbur i'm sorry entitled in-laws want to say in our baby's last name and our partner registration dates my girlfriend and i both women are expecting a baby in order to get the paperwork in order and make it official, we decided to book an appointment at the city hall and register our partnership. Basically the same as marriage in our country. This is free on Wednesday mornings and we're allowed six guests. My girlfriend calls her parents to invite them to the ceremony. Right away, without missing a beat, 
They start spouting obstacles. They say the date is inconvenient, that they have other things to do. And where is it? Oh my God, I don't know how to get there. Then her father asks about the last name we're choosing. We plan to both take on both our last names, which we'd already explained to them. He then asked about the baby's last name. Now we want the baby to share a last name with us. But in our country, there is no legislation for this yet. But they've been working on it and it should be an option soon. This means we have to choose a temporary last name until we can change it. And since my girlfriend is carrying the baby and has her DNA, we decided on my last name. Her father said he found this strange because it was her baby. My girlfriend said that she did not accept this, that the baby is mine as well. And if he didn't accept this, she was done talking. She then hung up. She wrote to her mother that the date was off, which she interpreted as, oh, you changed the date for us. That was a great idea. My girlfriend explained that no, the date still stood, but she was hurt by her father's comments. And if that's their stance, we celebrate without them. Enter full-blown victim mode from mother. We should have discussed our date with them and your father is a man. Of course he wants his last name passed on. Be more understanding and I see how it is. Apparently, our partnership date and baby last name are a democratic decision. This incident, by the way, follows a gem of a comment from her mother. We're still getting to know you. Why? I've been dating your daughter for five and a half years now. Shouldn't you know me at this point? They made it obviously clear that they're not happy with their daughter's partner choice. After all this, I decided to keep my own name rather than taking on the name of such a narrow-minded family. And my girlfriend is seriously considering taking on my name just to spite her parents. Yeah, you know what? Your girlfriend's right. Sack them off, sack their surname off, and get your friends along who you actually want to be at your ceremony because you don't want them there, ruining the day, just chatting a little rubbish. And um, yeah, it's better off they're not involved with your daughter at all. Can you actually imagine if your girlfriend just sacks off her name entirely? Like just says, I don't want to be associated with my parents anymore and just takes on your name. Unbelievable if that happens. And I kind of hope it does. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Entitled mother tries to drop her child off after he'd been sick the previous day twice I work in childcare with kids aged three to five I love working with the children But sometimes the parents as you can imagine are not the most fun to work with Especially this particular one around lunch a week ago A kid was eating his lunch when suddenly he threw up We rushed him to the toilet and comforted him We called up the entitled mum of this story and told her she had to come and pick him up She said she would and hung up a few hours passed and we had to call her again She promised she was on her way only a little earlier than her usual pickup time. She showed up Our policy states that the child can't come back for 48 hours after the last time they were sick They left and the day went on as normal the next day We were outside letting the kids get some fresh air when the door went We were all confused as all of the kids that were supposed to be there already were my colleague answered and it was the entitled mum with her kid. Before my colleague could say anything, the mum practically pushed her son through the door and ran. We both panicked, not knowing what to do. 
We went to our boss, who said it was alright, since neither me or my colleague had dealt with a situation like that before. She assumed the entitled mum wouldn't pick up her phone, and we didn't want to traumatise the poor kid, so we just let him stay. A few days ago, almost a week after the original incident, near the end of the day, the exact same kid wasn't looking too well. We took his temperature, and it was on the cusp of a spike. Then he ran to the bathroom and vomited. We called his entitled mum. She didn't pick up the first time. The second time, she picked up, annoyed. We explained the situation. She told us she was already on her way and hung up. This time, she was true to her word. But that might just be because it was near his regular pickup time. We stressed that he would not be allowed back for 48 hours. She walked away without a word. The next day, I was answering the door. When I was about to bring in another kid, the entitled mum turned up again with her poor kid. I could sense the same thing was about to happen again as she was very hurriedly saying goodbye. So, in a panic, I said I'd be right back and I shut the door. I ran inside and got my colleague. I told her the same woman had turned up and I didn't know what to say. She went out to talk to her while I looked after the kids that had already been dropped off. She came back in without the kid and explained what happened. This entitled mum is originally from another country. So when my colleague explained the situation, the entitled mum pretended that she couldn't understand her. But we were in luck, as the parent of the other kid I was bringing in spoke the same language as the entitled mum and explained it to her in their language. Therefore, she had no choice but to accept the situation and leave with her kid. I'm currently off on holiday, so I'm not sure if she tried again the day after, but I honestly wouldn't put it past her. Now, from the mum's point of view, I get it. It's probably extremely annoying when your kid gets sick and that means that you have to take time off work and deal with them. But that is also part of being a mother and a parent in general, right? Like, that's kind of part of the deal. What I can't understand though, and what is clearly so selfish, is taking your sick child to school and potentially infecting every other kid there, forcing all of their parents to do the same thing that you should have done in the first place. Take time off work and deal with your child. Guys, that's going to do it for this one. Let me know in the comments down below if you're watching on YouTube, which of the five stories I've just read was the most mental? Which was your favorite? You know, just get down there. Just write whatever you want, really. And I'll go through and, and check them out and leave a love heart if I, if I love them. And um, if I love you, see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.